All right, everybody, I want to thank you guys for joining us again for another edition of the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study. I'm Coach Chelsea. I'm down here in Tallahassee. I'm super excited to have this conversation today uh, with today's servant leader. I was just telling her before we got on here that I've been following her for a while as a lover of sport, um, but especially a pusher of women in sports. We have Christina Williams, the founder and CEO of Girls Talk Sports TV here today. And, you know, in the midst of this pandemic and everything going on, it's just amazing to watch how people are still pushing through. So I'm super excited for this conversation and to have you on today. So I'm going to pass the torch to you just to kind of introduce yourself to our listeners. We'll get this conversation started, but I thank you for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Chelsea. Um, Hi, everyone who's on this call today. I'm Christina Williams, and I'm the founder of Girls Talk Sports TV, which is a new digital sports media platform for women's basketball. Um, I got started in the sports industry. Well, really, my love for basketball stemmed from playing basketball um, growing up and in school. And then my um, involvement with the sport kind of evolved over the years. Um, I coached youth girls basketball, coached AAU boys one summer and found out that wasn't for me. Um, And and now I get the opportunity to work in the sports media industry. Um, Just really being that gap in between um, for WNBA news and and keeping people up to date with everything that's going on. And um, yeah, that's a little spiel about me and who I am and how I got started. I think that's so amazing. And I, and I, and you sound much like myself and a lot of women in sports, you know, we started with playing the sport and then we kind of moved on from, from there to just streamline and, you know, take on different facets. You even talked about, you know, I try with the boys. That's not for me. Um, <laughs> it's so funny because we actually have one of my assistant coaches on my staff. She has an AAU program that she's built for now 10 plus years that is strictly boys. So it's just amazing to watch what our lanes are. Um, So can you just take a moment and talk to us about your passion for journalism? What did that kind of, you know, where did that start? What gave you your passion for it? And just kind of move from there. Let us peek into that. Um, My passion for journalism and storytelling, I've always been involved in the arts in some capacity. When I was a kid, my mom would kind of ship me off in the summer to like summer arts camps for four weeks out of the summer. So I always like was around drawing, painting. I was a theater kid growing up. So I always loved to storytell. And so my involvement with the sports industry, I just wanted to marry those two passions in terms of storytelling and and basketball. And that just was the birth of Girls Talk Sports TV, but really just telling truthful stories, stories of substance, stories for us, by us. And when I mean that, I mean like African-Americans. I think it's important for us to be able to control our own narrative in terms of what gets put out there and how people view us. But also as a Black woman, um, it was really important for me to start my platform because one, the lack of representation in a male-dominated white, predominantly white industry, and also um, just to show and change the stigma around women um, participating and being in sports. I feel like women should get more respect than what they do. Um, But yeah, I'm just excited to be a small part of the shift that's happening um, with women in sports. I think that's amazing. And you touched on something that's really big, especially a portion as, you know, an educator, as a mentor, as a coach myself, 
representation is huge, you know, and my niece, she's nine and I always kind of keep her in what I'm doing because she's starting like you and I. She's starting out learning to play basketball, enjoying the sport. And I think that that exactly is why representation is huge. Being able to I always use what 100 black men use, what they see is what they be, what they'll be. And the problem is it's not heavily seen, much like what you said. And so that's why I appreciate what you do and felt it was important to have this conversation, um, especially in the move of what's going on. Now, understanding Girls Talk Sports TV, and you know, I follow it for a while. (laughs) It is definitely growing. I'm so proud of you for that. But some of our listeners may not know, you know. So can you talk talk about that for a moment? I was reading an article, uh, interview that was done on you and I loved it. It says, you know, started out of my bedroom, right? Just <laughs> and I'm pushing and I'm moving forward. But I thought that key line was important, especially when we talk about women in sports and just anybody in general trying to start something. We got to start from somewhere. So can you talk us about the idea and push behind that and kind of moving from there to here? I think one of my favorite Bible verses is um, Zechariah 4.10 is like, don't despise a day of small beginnings. And I just want to play on that. Um, and, and because like, you just never know like the impact you'll make when you just trust God and just start from where you are and use what you have in your hands. So it didn't necessarily yeah. start from my bedroom. <laughs> I think the <laughs> journalist was uh, playing, playing on words there, but it actually started where I was working in um, like marketing at one of the top marketing firms. And I was really unhappy because I, felt, I knew in my heart that I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. And um, so like the idea kind of, I was like sitting at my desk and I'm like, playing on words, playing on words, playing on words, and like thinking, how will I create something impactful? And it kind of started from there. But really, you know, I think in today's day and age, people get so caught up in social media, thinking that they need this huge, huge platform. They need to have a million followers. They need to be verified. They need to have a million dollars to get started. And that's not the case. And I'm like the prime example of of that. Um, When you just trust God, you um, use what's in your hand and what's what, what do you have, um, the resources that you have, and you just work consistently and everything else will follow after that. And I think that was like the most important thing. Um, and then when I received the Forbes 30 under 30 honoree this year, um, I feel like it was bigger than just me. It just represents like um, all of those people, men or women, girls or boys or in between, um, that want to get started on something, but probably are on the fence. And if I can be of an inspiration for them to just take that first chance or that first step and just trust that everything will work out, then yeah, um, yeah. So (laughs) I think that was perfect. And there's so many things that you said. One, you're so humble about everything. And I think that that is why I admire what you do. Um, But the second portion is you talked about when we take something, it may be small in our hands, but when we transfer it over to God's hands, yes. that is huge, right? Because, you know, at the end of the day, so often we always are our own ceiling. You know, I talked to Coach Yo at Ole Miss and she's been on, and that's one of the things she always says, no ceilings. And we place our own ceilings over ourselves. We will have an idea And then we'll say, you know what? I don't know. No, nobody's going to like it. And I think exactly what you said, we fall into that social media trap of, I don't have that many followers or I'm not getting that many likes. But the fact of the matter is what you started out talking about that representation. And I need someone to see that this can be done. And when we can trust enough to walk out and step out on faith, and we know we play something little into God's hands, it's going to turn into what we needed to be. So I think that is perfect. Now, knowing that you have this going, 
And a lot of times what people see on social media, especially our younger generation, they take that for face value. Right? Mm-hmm. Think that things come without hardship, that there aren't any <laughs> obstacles. And you and I both know that that is just not true. Can you talk a little bit about the obstacles, not only in building your platform, but just in your life, getting you to this point and how you overcome those obstacles? Um, the last year has been like one of the hardest years for me um, outside of like what I do, mainly because I've dealt with a lot of loss in my life in terms of I had four, two family members last year, three family members passed last year, but two passed six days apart. And then my brother passed on January 1st of this year. So mm-hmm. although people may see like, you know, on the first face value, you know, like I'm working through all of that and whatnot, like I, I'm dealing with a lot. Um, but also it's just going back to leaning on God and, and, and those times and just knowing that um, he's my strength, he's my source and that, you know, I'll be fine in the end. Um, but also in on the business side, you know, um, as a woman and as a black woman who has an independent media outlet, um, there's a lot that I'm up against, especially in the sports industry, right. um, major corporations, um, just uh, access and trying to prove that, you know, I belong in this space. But also just knowing that um, God put me in this space for a reason and, and that I'll be just fine. Um, but yeah, sometimes I feel like I have to work like twice as hard as like the next person because, you know, it's just me and, and my company. But then I just um, trust, like trust God or whatever and know that I don't have to work hard. I can work smart. There's strategy. Um, there's rejection in this industry of this year. I posted something on Twitter, I think a few weeks ago, and it was just like, I've heard more no's than yes this year. Um, just because, you know, people only see like, you know, the success of Girls Talk Sports TV, but behind the scenes, you know, I, I get told no a lot when I'm pitching things to networks or, or newspapers or publications, TV shows, just different things that, um, you know, I usually don't talk about <laughs> and maybe right. I should start talking about it a little bit more so people can see like you know just 360 of like everything that's happening but you know um for me I know that delayed is not denied and so like you know if it's if someone says no I know it's just no for right not right now and then I can just keep working and keep working and keep working and just not to take things personal in this industry but yeah there's so many different things that you know I face as a black woman in the sports media industry um lack of access is a huge one like just trying mm-hmm. to prove to um publicists teams uh the league that um you know that you should get credentials to certain things or you should be invited to certain um tables that they prepare in terms of events or speaking panels and different things like that that will help you create more visibility um but you know, with that, I know that consistency has been like my, my greatest asset in this industry as well. It's um, huge. And, and so just through that, through, through that consistent work, you know, it's just opened so many doors, but just also being a real person and being authentic and, and building authentic relationships with people has definitely helped <laughs> um, as well. Um, and I feel like as far as girls talk sports TV, people connect with it because they can connect with me as a person. And I, and I always say this, people connect with a person before any brand or anything like that. Okay. And so, you know, I just always make sure that I, um, yeah, just be personable and if someone that people can connect with. I think that is amazing. And all that you said, one, I want to go ahead and just say, you know, my condolences to you. Um, yeah. 
those losses and, and you know but I, I think and this is just me I could be wrong but I think that has definitely given you a stronger push um, I know for me when you know loss knocks on my door uh, that pushes me in that pain but I think you hit on something that is you know the realization that life happens and sometimes when people what they see they feel life does not happen but I think you're you're so spot on when you said that you know I have to just continue to be consistent and then this world I don't care what facet or what journey you find yourself in, consistency consistency is key, right? You know, and faith without works is dead. And so as long as God continues to see us working, um, exactly what you said, when it's delayed, it doesn't mean it's denied. It just means that's God's not right now. And I, I think that is amazing what you touched on. You know, we all have a faith story journey to arrive. And sometimes it's hardships, right? Sometimes it's, I grew up when I was young and my parents and grandparents had me in the church. And sometimes it's, I found it, you know, along the lines and however we find it, you know, our faith journeys are different. So can you talk to us a little bit about your faith journey? Um, you know, how you built your faith on God and being able to lean on him um, in the good times and the bad times? Um, my faith journey, I want to say started, um, I think my senior year, yeah, my senior year of high school, actually, um, at that time, I was, I went to LaGuardia High School here in New York City, where I'm from, and I um, had this acting coach who would, uh, she would invite me to, like, trainings and things like that in Times Square here in New York City, and then one day, she was just like, hey, you want to come to church with me, and I thought it was so bizarre, because up until that point, I mean, I've been to church with my family, um, like, one side of our family was like raised Catholic and then the other was like Baptist. And so like with like growing up with that, it was just so confusing to me. So um, it wasn't until like my senior year of high school where I kind of had that God moment in my life and wanted to, you know, figure it out for myself and make the decision for myself. And so I accepted her invitation and really just um, at that point in my life, um, like in, in senior year of high school, I was searching for something that felt like an emptiness and it wasn't until I accepted that invitation where I was just like, this is what was missing. <laughs> and, 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 you know, just from there, um, just really, I'm not perfect or anything like that, but like, that's when my faith journey happened. Just knowing that um, I can't do anything without God. And that goes for like creatively, just day to day, everything stems from him. And so, um, really, that's when my faith journey happened. And I, I knew that just showing up and accepting that invitation was the start of it. I think that's perfect. And you got a blend. You had some, you know, like you said, some family on the Catholic side and some on the yes. <laughs> You got a blend of it, you know. I was definitely straight Baptist growing. You know, I remember going when I was in college to church with a uh, a friend of mine and, and they were Catholic, they grew up Catholic. So I went to mass with them and yep. I forget that, you know, journey <laughs> It was right before Easter and I forget what they call it, but the, the priest was coming by and, you know, was like, put in, <laughs> like whoa, wait, you know, you yep. need to let me know what's going on here. But I think that's amazing because in terms of mentorship, that's a trend that I continue to see. You know, of course you had, you know, faith within your family and going to church with your family, but in mentorship, I was the same way, like between, you know, my coaches and my godmother, I went to church with my mom and my grandparents, that was just gonna be, but I remember that same conversation, hey, you want to go to church with me, and it's like, okay, you know, (laughs) things, they help you when you can be able to see those people that we admire and we look up to, and like you said, 
you knew something was missing. You didn't know what. And then you find them and it's like, oh my gosh, that's what people have been talking about. That's that it factor that is in my heart. And I think that's amazing that we all, you know, find that for ourselves, you know? And so, you know, we talk about, you know, faith, we talk about sports. And I tell people all the time, this platform that God has given me uh, in order to be his vessel is to normalize that, you know, in this faith journey, I don't care if it's sports, I don't care if we're affiliating that. Sports is the one thing that ties people together. It just does. I don't care your race, your religion. I don't care where you're you're from. Your socioeconomic back, uh, you know, status. They'll tell people shut up and dribble or do your thing. But the fact of the matter is, sport is that one platform that people listen to. They watch. I don't care. And so that's what we really have been trying to do here. You know, talk to us a little bit about your passion um, and who you look to as you move forward in this journalism piece, you know, as coaches, name coaches, who do you look forward to as like mentors, guidance within this industry? Um, Within this industry, um, I'm inspired just by the women to the right and left of me. Um, There's not one specific person that I want to pinpoint or name. I'm just inspired by the grind and hustle of them all. Um, I respect any woman that um, decides to work in sports, um, get alone, like do something and take a step yeah. on faith and do it um, on their own as well. And so, yeah, I'm just inspired by all of the women um, who are in the sports media industry. We're like a, a little tribe, I want to say, like we help each other, like I've we all that. work for different platforms, but we all advocate for one another. We all, um, you know, help each other wherever we need help or, you know, connect one another. So. It's, it's definitely something that I'm grateful for to be a, a community that I'm grateful to be a part of. Um, and also some of the athletes who just like continuously advocate for um, black women in sports media who continue to say our names in rooms that we are not present in, who continue to um, just speak out when they see that there isn't like a diverse panel or, you know, we are the black media outlets or the black right. women. Um, I'm grateful for those people as well. And and that's something that I've witnessed and I love it. I truly do love it because in a world where you see people who are trying to promote self, right? There's no support, not having one another's backs. You know, we live in this world where we feel that in order to lift somebody up, it somehow takes away from us. And what I'm noticing as I look and I watch that, you know, so many journalists, even today, like Miss Dorothy Gentry, and it's like, hey, yes, that's my girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes, shout out to Miss Dorothy. She is actually a servant leader. She had came on a couple months back, and since then, she took me under her wing. And you know, we've been on this faith journey together as well. And so that's how I can attest to that. And watching you all support the love once it came out that you made the Forbes thirty under thirty, and watching just it was like your response. Hey guys, this was for all of us, right? Yes. Absolutely. For all of us and their celebration of you, knowing that young women, women, and everybody ha- are going to be listening, listening right now, but listening on this podcast. Talk to, uh, to us about the importance of supporting one another, not just within our professions, but just as we move forward, because it's easier to climb when you have that support. Absolutely. Just exactly what you said. It's easy to, to climb when you have that support. And I, and I feel like the world already trying to pit us against each other as women, especially yeah. as black women um, in life, right? And so 
my motto is collab over competition. That's just what I live by. But also, it just makes you feel better when you lift other people up and you're not for self. And just knowing your purpose, one, like, I know I, I know my purpose in life. And I know that it's bigger than me. Like, if I'm saying I want to help the next generation of women in sports, well, I have to live that out as well, right? Like, I can't right. just talk the talk and not walk the walk. And I have to be able to um, exude that in all areas of my life. And so... Yeah, um, just you can get more things done when you do it together. So true. And and I, I pinpointed that for a reason because some of my babies, you know, are listening today and will be listening. And, and that is just something that has to be taught. I was looking at um, social media today and somebody said this was so perfect. I don't have kids of my own, um, but they're my babies and they know that. I said, the only thing I didn't do is birth you. <laughs> basically said, instead of buying your kids, what you didn't have, how about you teach them what you weren't taught? Oh, that's good. <laughs> it was very good. Like, you know, people said that hit different. I was like, oh, goodness. <laughs> and it was so perfect because I feel that when we move in life, it's not just because we want accolades or we want to do well. And that's fine. You know, you want to succeed. But the fact of the matter is we have to make sure that we're reaching back and we're teaching and helping and building the next generation so that we can have the next Christina Williams. We can have the next coaches and, and leaders that are walking this life. But if they don't see it, if they don't get to experience it or know that this can happen, we got to tap into that. And I think that's so amazing that you would say that, you know, I, I can only imagine with everything going on, right. It's <laughs> pandemic making yes. you navigate things differently that your tank gets on E. What do you do to refill that tank when it's on E? Absolutely. I mean, I just had one of those moments yesterday where a million things <laughs> is happening at once and I felt like everything was just crashing down in front of me. But really, um, I try to, uh, like, you can't pour from an empty cup. You always hear that phrase. And, you know, yeah. I, I try my, my best to help to refresh others, but also knowing that I have to set boundaries as well. And self-care is definitely something that I don't take for granted at all. And what that looks like for me is maybe turning off my phone for a day or not paying attention to it as much, but especially because I use a lot of digital stuff to like work. Yeah. And so trying to differentiate like work from like home time since we're all at home or just finding that balance and in between, but also like pouring myself into the work, um, going into prayers, starting my morning off with worship. I love worship. I love starting my morning off with um, worship and just throughout the day as something that helps me to be refreshed and, and jump start my day and get my mind right. Um, but yeah, and also just having that support system, um, that tribe of people that I know like that can pray for me or just we can talk and talk things out. Um, I love to write as well and going back into the creative space and using God's, the gifts God's given me. Um, I love to paint, draw, so I do nice. that. I sketch. I sketch. Have brought my sketchbook and have my uh, markers and pencils and stuff. And so just like trying to um, de-stress myself and and you know just turn out the um, noise of the world. That's how I kind of like you know. I think that's perfect. I'm a little jealous too because let me tell you, there's a lot <laughs> that gave me artistic <laughs> in terms of drawing ability. He didn't give me that, and that's okay. That's, it's easy if you okay. can write you can draw <laughs> that's what people tell me but i'm gonna tell you listen, I had some people try to show me stick figures is where it's at for me <laughs> you talk about boundaries that's where i draw my line <laughs> i love it i love it 
know, I ask this and, and, and sometimes I do this. I've been doing this for a while because when trials come and hard times come, it's so you know easy to just fix our eyes on the hard times. If we're struggling or something's not going our way, it is so easy just to focus on that. And that's what I always say, when I think back, I thank him, you know, and sometimes a moment and I just sit still, like you said, I turn everything off all the noise off and just think about what God has been so that even when I can't trace him, I can go back and, 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 and thank back as he would say, not think, thank back. Uh, Amen, absolutely. <laughs> see there, right? Shout out to Pastor Walker. Okay. <laughs> so if I were to do this, I need you to finish this sentence. God is to you. God is. God is. God is life to me. <laughs> um, Amen. God is life. Um, you know, it's it's the air that breathes in my lungs. It's the thing. God is the thing that gives me purpose every single day of my life. Like I literally wake up and go to sleep, <laughs> start and end my day with God. And so, yeah, God is my life. It's what it's what fuels me to keep going. Um, yeah. <laughs> Amen to that. No, and and the reason I do that is because just like what you just said. Sometimes we do have to be reminded, you know, this world we get, you know, within our jobs, we get through everything. And then when that bad moment comes, we get short-term memory loss. Yeah. <laughs> that delivered me the last time. He, he didn't change. He's the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. And so if that is the case, he brought me out the last time. And so sometimes, and that's a practice that I do for myself. I'm like, oh, okay. I see where this is going. Right. So, Go back real quick. God is. And when you start to fill in those blanks, it's like, why am I tripping? Why, why am I really tripping like right now that I don't know that he's capable to do exceedingly abundantly that we can ask? Yep. You know, and that's what I see, you know, when I pay attention to people of the likes of you, I'm just like, look how he is working, you know? <laughs> and they be like, man, gosh, she winning again. No, I sit there, I'm like, look how God is working, even in the of what people look at 2020 and be like oh my god throw the whole year away in the midst of 2020 they'll pay attention to what he has been able to do in spite of and also like be mindful of your thoughts and, and your words because we speak things into existence mm-hmm. we manifest what we think we manifest what we speak and so really it's something that i've had to learn this year especially um to like really um focus on the words that are coming out my mouth, the music that I'm listening to, you know, because those things begin to manifest in, in, in my life. And so I'm not perfect. Again, I just keep wanting to say that I'm not perfect, but like uh, becoming more mindful of, of those little things in my life and, and how I can shift that and, into my thinking. So every day also in terms of worshiping, praying, saying words of affirmation, writing things down and, and you know, playing and see, one thing about the Forbes situation, which was really funny, um, when they told me that I was nominated back in, I want to say October, they told me October like 30th, hey, you made it to the next round, people have nominated you, and I was like, oh, okay, like I'm not going to get it. I was just thinking in my head, but then you know what, I switched yeah. it, and I was like, you know what, so on a piece of paper, I was like, you know, I'm going to write an acceptance speech, <laughs> and, and nice. I put on my calendar December 1st, I circled it on my calendar October 30th. It was like um, Forbes 30 under 30 honoring. And I just left it there. I hung up the little acceptance speech on my wall, had my calendar circled already. When I flipped the page on December 1st, 
it was like Forbes 30 honoree. And then that's when I got the message. My phone started pinging off and it was Dorothy. Wow. And she's like, girl, check the list. You made it. And I'm like, what? And then I started scared. I was like, wait, that's great. Like you, we manifest the things that we say out of our mouth, the things that we think and the things that we write down. So just really try to shift your perspective. If you are feeling like down and out and just remember, like you said, the good things that God, God has done, the things that he's gotten you out of and, just focus on where he's taking you. I know it's so hard and cliche to say sometimes, even in the midst of like chaos or the things that we're going through, but really trust that God has got you. I think that is amazing. And, and that's kingdom mindset. That's what it's that, <laughs> a kingdom mindset. And I tell people that all the time, we can talk our way in and out of a blessing. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, I'm serious. And it's crazy. And that's a prayer of mine. Like God don't allow, because see, there's a thin line. It's a very great area. And I tell people this between humility and talking yourself out of that blessing, because sometimes people will, I never forget my aunt rest her soul. She would always tell me, baby, you block your own blessings because sometimes people want to do things for you. And out of your humility and your modesty, you tell them, no, it's okay. Sometimes we block our blessings, one, by not believing, like you had redirected your words, but we have to start to learn that it's already there. You know, the way it was always given to me, God has our blessings right here, right? Yeah, yeah. And boo, I'm just waiting to release them. But the fact of the matter is, it's almost like anything else. You standing there ready for a race and you're waiting for the gun to go off. Are you ready for people to say, go? Mm-hmm. In their anticipation and God's like ready like yo I'm just waiting on you to say go and granted goes not the word but I'm waiting on you to trust and believe me and speak that thing as if it were and I'm gonna release it you yeah. know and sometimes we make this spirit thing so hard we make this journey so hard and God I know I just envision it sometimes looking like Christina <laughs> I'm ready to give you this 30 for 30 what do you mean right <laughs> settling for the first round I can just that. And I laugh at that all the time, but I think that is amazing. You know, I know for a fact that I can think of three people off the top of my head who are pursuing or want to pursue uh, a career in journalism. Mm -hmm. Could you talk a little bit about some things that A, they would need yep. and some words of wisdom to be able to withstand some of those ups and downs that this uh, facet and this profession may bring? Right. So one thing that you will need, just definitely a passion for the, the art of journalism. Um, I think that, you know, through passion, everything else can stem from it. Um, note what your purpose is in this industry, like what you want to cover. Um, you don't necessarily need a college degree in this day and age to pursue journalism. There's so many different forms of it. There's um, written journalism, there's multimedia journalism, just so many different ways that you can take advantage of um, the space and, and the digital world, especially in, in these days and age. Um, what was the second thing? You said one thing that you need. Uh, and how to be able to allow them to recognize uh, how to stand some of these obstacles that come along with the profession. Um, yeah, there's going to be so many different obstacles that come your way. Um, you definitely need a support system. I, I want to say like people that you can talk to, mentors, as you mentioned earlier, to help you kind of navigate through this industry. But really, all you need is just that passion, that fire, that little bit of faith to get started in terms of wanting to be a journalist. Um, also, work with integrity. I think that's super important in this industry as well. Yes. Um, not seeking to be first, but just seeking to tell the truth. And that's, that's super important. Um, but also, like you can just get started where you are with what you have. If you have a computer, you can literally go online and 
you know, make your own blog like I did. You know, Girls Talk Sports TV started with five followers on Instagram, and that was how I started. I didn't have everything together. I didn't know what it would become, but really it was just like I had to get it out of my head and and just really start to work on it, and everything else followed. Literally everything else followed. Um, And so, yeah, just that small bit of ounce of faith um, and also just the passion and just knowing what your purpose is. Uh, I mean, if you just want to write or if you just want to create content, then so be it. But for me, my platform, it's just so much bigger than that. And um, I'm always going to stand on the model of wanting to help other women and wanting to shift that perspective and really change the way that people see women in sport. Amen to that. I love it. And I think that the biggest thing that you said there is stepping out on faith. Yes. <laughs> I was a huge stepping a huge out on faith. And <laughs> that is across the board, no matter the age group, no matter the profession, whatever we're trying to do is stepping out on faith because God honors that. Yes, he, does. he really does. And I think that that's key. And, and I'm glad that you placed it out there because that's what I see with people of the likes of you. Now I'm gonna ask you a question, right? I don't want you to ever be biased, but (laughs) I've seen some of the interviews that you've done and all this good stuff. If you had to name, I'm not even gonna, I'm not gonna isolate you. (laughs) I'm like, please don't do that. Okay. Top three, top three three interviews. And it doesn't have to be your favorite, just maybe something about that interview did something for you. Your top three interviews. Who would Okay. (laughs) Oh, wow. all right, let's see. I'm going to say Cheryl Soups is one of my absolute favorites. Only like when I interviewed Cheryl, first and foremost, we got on the call or whatever. And I'm like, I'm like, hey, I'm this person. Like, I'm Christina. Da, da, da. And she's like, stop. I already know you. Da, da, da. And I'm like, what? It just blew my yes. mind because she's like a WNBA legend. And I just did not expect her to know me or my work. And she's like, no, I've been following. So like that, you know, it just made it clear. Like you never know who's watching as well like watching you from a distance or you know looking at what you're doing and just like that's that fueled me to want to keep going but also just to talk to her candidly just someone that I looked up to in the women's basketball space and who is a trailblazer so that was such a fun interview um second one off the top of my head I would say Renee Montgomery she's always fun to talk to but really um so last year in April was so I started Girls Talk Sports TV in 2018, but for the first year and a half, I want to say I wasn't in front of the camera. I was behind the scenes, just, you know, playing it safe in the background. And, you know, I felt in my heart that God was saying, like, you need to be in front of the camera. Like, you know, you have your degree, you have your reporting experience. But I think prior to that, I was kind of discouraged of going back in front of the camera, mainly because I was working in the industry as a reporter, mainly in the fashion and entertainment industry. And that kind of ended abruptly without like any reasoning and I had to pivot and I just didn't want to get back in front of the camera at all. And so like in April of 2019, um, you know, I was like, I, I, I hear God telling me I need to be back in front of the camera. Um, one, because people were it, like Girls Talk Sports TV started to grow and people were confused with who founded the, the platform. And it was just a lot going on. So I felt like in order to like lay down a foundation of like my platform and, and what it was about and things like that. I had to be the one to be in the forefront. Um, and so Renee was the first interview that I did in sports, I want to say. 
in front of the camera in a studio and it was cool and she made me feel super comfortable but she took a chance on me too because I didn't think she was going to show up we had we had scheduled it and I had just came back from Florida at the final four and she's like yeah I'm in New York City let's get it done and I was just so surprised that she showed up and you know I didn't have any sports interviews like prior to her I had like fashion and entertainment stuff and she really took a chance on me by coming and sitting down with me and she was like yeah no like you used to come to all the New York Liberty games and whenever the Atlanta Dream came through like I would see you and your team you know in the locker room and I think what you're doing is super dope so like like I said go back you never know who's watching and and they see what you're doing and just like being consistent and you know people will take those chances on you as well and yeah. um another favorite interview for top three um ooh. Um, top three. Uh, I'll just go with the homie Natasha Cloud. <laughs> uh, Not a bad choice. <laughs> yeah, she's she's fun to talk to because um, she's just so real and authentically her. Like every in every space. Uh, I'm not saying that people switch up, but like she's just someone who you know she talks and talks. She walks and walk. Um, she's someone I talk to often. Like off the court about things, how we want to change, make a change um, in our world. Mainly up until like last week, two um, black athletes uh, in down in Florida um, were penalized for wearing Black Lives Matter shirts. And Tasha had hit me up and she's like, hey, can you help amplify this story? Um, this is what's happening with these two high school athletes. And I was like, sure, like no problem. Like, what do I need to do? You know, heard both sides of the story, made the post, it went viral, made national news. and like that's what we're about just really like highlighting and trying to make a change within our industry but really in the world like you know um and especially with the climate that we're in so like toss is just someone i always can lean on and talk to she's an activist i love that um but yeah she's just she's really about that life <laughs> no i agree and those are three great choices you know i was smiling because cheryl swoops was again yes I <laughs> and she again so shout out to Cheryl Sue she's another servant leader um I almost fell out of my chair when she said yeah I'll come on and talk <laughs> I love because Cheryl much like yeah and much <laughs> like you I, I can only imagine I mean growing up playing ball being a young woman in sports especially with the WNBA I remember when they said the WNBA was like coming to fruition for real mm-hmm. I remember watching the first game I remember watching her play like standing in the stands watching but I remember all of that and so to be able to sit watch hear your wisdom talking and then for you to legit just be like what y'all I'm just Cheryl just stop. right <laughs> and it's like no you're not right. <laughs> you're Cheryl right. Right. so right. I get that and you know Renee Montgomery again you know shout out to her too another amazing person just watching her within you know everything that's been going on within the past year and a half two years being able to stand up for what is right and what she believes in in spite of, you know, it's been so many more that have done that, but just watching her journey through navigating, taking that year off, standing up for social injustices that are going on in the world and being vocal about those matters. You know, um, we had a person on, he said, this is not mine, but he said, you know, sometimes we have to take a stance, even if we stand alone. Right. That's what I see when I see people like Renee and even Natasha, like, you know, perfectly. And I'm just so proud and not amazed because women are at the forefront to all movements, but just how the WNBA and all affiliations outside of it, hands in it, have no problem standing for what's right. No, I think it's amazing. And it's been a huge push 
for those to follow. So being able to, you know, cover that, having your hand in that, you know, led to my next question for you. How do you handle criticism? That's why when you said that last piece, I was like, she must have known. How do you <laughs> criticism and still move forward talking about the topics that may not always be easy, may not always be favorable, but it's the right thing to do. Oh, that's a loaded question. <laughs> How do I handle criticism? Well, this story this past week that um, I broke really challenged me as a journalist and some of the sports platform coming off of Forbes 30 under 30, right, this month, and then having to break this story. And I'm like, oh my God, this is, I mean, yes, it's a huge story, but first, no one else was talking about it. So when I was doing my research, I'm like, okay, like all of these different outlets, no one else is like breaking this story. Um, And people are looking to me and and my platform, you know, to, they, they believe that if I break this story, that you know, change is going to happen and that it's, it's going to make national news and change is going to happen. And they're trusting me with this story from the athletes to all those who are involved with this story. Um, how do I deal with criticism? So I post, when I posted this story, it went viral or whatever. And then I got pushed back from the school trying to silence me. Um, <laughs> like, oh, you need to take this down. Like, you know, giving us a bad rap, whatever, whatever, show our side. It was just like a lot of tension from back and forth. And then and at first, you know, I was happy that the story got out, but then I started to second guess myself. Well, well should I delete it off my platform? Um, I don't want to stir any trouble or, you know what I mean? But then I realized I'm yeah. getting good trouble with this, with, you know, um, putting this story out and things like that. And so really just, again, going back to trusting God and basic criticism, knowing that, you know, why did I start this platform? Going back to that purpose and mission of wanting to help the next generation. How do I do it? Breaking stories like this that will help you know, um, the next generation of female hoopers. And so today the parents actually reached out and I posted their statement in regards to the situation. For those of you who don't know what happened, I'm down at American Heritage School. I'm like two high school athletes were um, wearing Black Lives Matter shirts and their game was canceled. Now the school was saying it was because of COVID and the coach and you know everyone else involved said no it was because they were black lives matter shirts so two conflicting stories about what happened anywho the parents um hit me up this morning they said because of that i broke the story that um they were able to meet with the school on board and with their attorneys and now they have this open dialogue of what and how they can make changes in terms of students wanting to express themselves with t-shirts or um, just having that open dialogue about discrimination and race and a predominantly white private school and so that probably wouldn't have ever happened if one Tosh didn't hit me up and you know tell me about the story, but also if I didn't trust God with like saying not following yeah. the crowd of like everyone else is not posting it, so maybe I shouldn't post it because you know sometimes you get caught up in like the social media hype and really um, wanted to stay on trend and not get off of that. And, yeah. and so um, I was just like one out of a bunch was like, no, I'm just going to do it. Just go for it. And, you know, hit the send button on, on the breaking news. And I'm happy that I did that because it wasn't about me. It was more about helping those two high school girls and, and what they went through and just spotlighting it as well. So people can know, especially in a time like this, where we are in like civil unrest and things like this are happening. I'm just hoping that I can continue to use my platform for the voiceless or continue to use my platform to shine light, amplify stories like that one. And I think it's amazing because one, you mentioned good trouble. So yes, good trouble. <laughs> I'm always, rest in peace. He, he would be so proud of you. And I'm going to tell you too, it was your platform. I'm down here in Florida. 
Okay. <laughs> platform that made me aware. Wow. <laughs> and not until you put it on your platform did I say, wait a minute, how'd I miss that? And I'm familiar with school. I, I'm totally familiar with the school. So it was like, how did I miss that? And I was able to read up on it. And I think it's so amazing what you said. You know, we're given these gifts. We were, we're given these platforms and these blessings, but also watching what we do with them. Yes, exactly. He's also watching what we're doing with them. And I think you said that in a nutshell, what's best is that you do, you get conflicted. You know, the school's calling, telling you, hey, I need you to take that down. Yep. <laughs> I don't have both yep, sides yep. of the story. And to be able to pray and have that discernment of at the end of the day, even though it's not favorable, even if I may be standing alone, I am for the side of what's right. And what's right is always right. Absolutely. You know? And I'm, I, I applaud you for doing that. I applaud you for taking that stance because I know for a fact, if I'm down here closest to it and I didn't know, I'm sure there's a lot of people that probably when they hear this on the podcast, and be like, I didn't know that. <laughs> Yeah, like we, I mean, after I posted it, of course, like a lot of people started doing their research and starting to circulate the story. And of course, we got hit with the, okay, this is not what happened, you know, politics yeah. or whatever, and like legal and things like that. And just really, everyone really, I think all the outlets did a great job of reporting both sides of the story and, you know, getting that information. But it wasn't until um, we were able to, you know, amplify it because it was the story was already out there. It wasn't until we were able to amplify it, the school actually made a statement. And said no this happened and you got both sides of the story whether you believe it or not you know both sides of the story was happening and i'm just happy that both sides is able to create a dialogue now surrounding yeah. you know um the black students at that school the black athletes at that school and you know just creating that open dialogue to make them feel more comfortable with um wanting to express themselves and not being penalized for it yep and i think it's perfect of what you said because i was speaking with damon west um, just put him on the podcast, you know, at the top of the week. And he said it best. He said, you know, that, that is the very problem right there. Not being willing to have an open dialogue. He says, let me tell you, Chelsea, a lot of people may disagree, but it's just this simple. He says, I'm a white man. Look at me. If people that look like me will come to the table to have a conversation, who would just humble themselves to be open, to come to the table and have a, a conversation because we don't have it right. He said, people like you, my black and brown friends, if you understand this, if we don't have it right, we're going to come to the table with it wrong. Meet us with grace and let's have that conversation. And I think that, you know, that is one, one of the best definitions I've ever heard on trying to get this thing back on track. But two, I think the boldness of, you know, people of the likes of you to be able to bring it, like you said, to the forefront, bring it to the eyes of those that may not know. When we hush things, we don't heal. Yep. When we touch things, we don't heal from them. And I think that that is great that you're doing that. That is exactly what your platform is standing for. You know, I tell people all the time, you know, we're great when we have them and having people on like you, I'm excited about it, but it's these conversations that are necessary. And that's the whole goal, goal behind them. So I applaud you for that. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me today. It's been able to talk through this in a different perspective. You know, I do so many different interviews with this. This one is one of my absolute favorite, you know, just be able oh, to talk stop. about. I appreciate that. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that, but yeah, this is just definitely one of my absolute favorites. No, I thank you for that. And, and honestly, you know, more and more each time that I have these conversations, God, again, all God, 
And that is why you'll hear me saying this all the time, normalizing athletes, coaches, and athletic professionals of faith, because we do, we stand in a great position to be able to let God's spirit show. It's not our job. Sometimes I know it's not your job to Bible beat. It's not your job just to say, say, oh, I'm a Christian. Understand this. Mm-hmm. No, the great part about it is when people can watch our walk. Absolutely. And wait there's something different about them I know she's 430 under 30 I know she started girl <laughs> TV I see her talking to Cheryl and Renee and Tasha God's I, favor for sure <laughs> there it is <laughs> and sure. that's it it's the very point that people want to know how does she do that and yeah. when you get people to interview you get here to have these conversations with me and the word is not oh no not by might not by power by his spirit and you say God's favorite, then people are like, what? You serious? And that's when that Absolutely. Is shines through. So I'm so thankful here. I am thankful for your time because I know in this day and age, it is very limited with your <laughs> so full. But this conversation is truly going to help people. And it has been one of my favorite conversations, not being funny to throw that back at you, but truly you have a very meek and pure spirit. And it just, it bleeds through what you do. And I think that that's the amazing part because I see you interviewing. I see what you're doing, but I also see the spirit of God flow through it, through your humility. So I applaud you for that, truly. Thank you. Thank you so much, Chelsea. You're welcome. As we close up, can you tell everyone where they can find you? Girl Talk, Sports, TV, all that good stuff. Follow some great content. There's so many things (laughs) to follow some great content. Tell them where to find you. Absolutely. You can find um, all of the Girls Talk Sports TV um, content. We are on Twitch. We are on TikTok. We are on Instagram, Twitter at girlstalksports.tv. I'm on Instagram at Christina Williams. That's with a K-H, not a K-R or a C-H, but a K-H. I'm also on Twitter at Christina2334. And if you're on Clubhouse, it's just at Christina. Nice. And I will actually be sure, guys, I'm going to blast out those handles because, again. Oh, wait, I forgot one more thing. Go I ahead. Host, no, please. <laughs> sorry. I, I do host a podcast. My my bad, guys. Uh, I, I host a podcast. It's called Kicking It with Christina. It's on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you listen to your podcast. It's definitely there. Listen, and, and I'm glad you said that because that totally slipped my mind. Yeah. <laughs> When I saw that about you, I took my first listen on Wednesday morning. I'm going to keep listening. So yes, please guys, follow it. Listen to some good content. I'm telling y'all, you. <laughs> you know, but I appreciate you so much. If everybody just bow your heads real quick, I'm going to say a prayer and we'll get out of here. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you again for just simply being who you are. If you don't do anything else, Lord God, you've already done enough for us and we thank you. We ask right now, Lord God, that you just continue to cover Christina, Lord God, in her walk. I ask that you bless her platform, Lord God. Continue to keep her strong and strengthen her, Lord God, as she continues to do her will, your will, Lord God, through her role and through sports, Lord God. We ask right now, Lord God, that you just bless our servant leadership, Lord God, our servanthood within this world, this pandemic, within all these things that are just different. Even though it seems unprecedented to us, Lord God, we know you have a plan. So we thank you. And we ask that you just keep us within your plan, Lord God. Help us to keep our eyes fixed on you and continue to allow us to be the light so others can find you. And yes, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Christina, thank you so much. You're now part of the Servant Leadership family. So if there's yeah. <laughs> ever do for you, you let me know. But I appreciate you so much.
And that feeling is mutual of anyone on this call. If you guys need anything, if you want to see how you can get started in sports, whatever the case may be, I'm always available. Um, I'm not one of those people who will ghost you or anything like that. I am available. So you can hit me up on social media or email me, whatever it is. I got you. Awesome. We appreciate it. Spoken like a true servant leader, right? <laughs> thank thank you, you so much, Christina. We thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Have a blessed day and happy holidays. Hi, Jaylee. I see you. Uh, you see my baby. That's my name. That is Jaylee. That is my name. Uh, trust me, we, me and her are going to rap later on about uh, about you and what Auntie can do better. Awesome. Well, Jaylee, uh, I don't know if you have social media, but if you do, follow me and I'll follow that for sure. Aww. Thank you so much, Christina.